how you doing? Check this out. This is your boy, E-double-D. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, often imitated, but never duplicated. So today, today's podcast that I want to, today's episode that I want to talk about um, is about the Detroit Lions. Where are they headed? That is today. Where are they headed? You know, today was the last game of the season. Um, I thought it was a great strategy that they played. Um, the strategy was offense, play to win. Defense, just be yourself and get us a top five draft pick because you suck. Um, and then when the defense started playing on on characteristic and, and trying to win, the refs said, you know what, we got this, we'll help you lose. And they did that. But it was a fun game. Offense had over 400 yards, Stafford, um, over 300 yards passing, um, or just near it, I think it was at 297. Um, three touchdowns, robbed of a fourth touchdown. Um, offense was, was, like usual, unstoppable. They only had uh, two punts the entire game. Um, but they lost. And it was good because now they secured themselves a top five draft pick or a top six draft pick. Whereas if they would have won, they would have fallen to outside of the top ten. So I think that since that game was meaningless, it was a right move in tanking and losing. Um, so where what's next for the Detroit Lions? Um, in order to really know where they're headed, you have to understand where they've been. right? Because history is the best indicator of the future. If you don't know where you've been, then you're not going to understand where you're going, right? <clears throat> and so let's, let's let's look back a little bit. The Lions have a long history. Let's say the past 20 years. The past 20 years, they have a history of just being ass, right? Uh, mediocre offense, terrible defense, or, or vice versa. Um, and so when we try to look at and see where they should go next, like we have to hire a general manager, we have to hire a head coach. Now, looking back, the Lions historically would hire a head coach, I mean, would hire a general manager from a media, from a marginally successful team. They would hire the director of pro personnel or director of pro scouting, who's had zero experience in being a general manager, um, but is a good evaluator. Um, and then they would hire a head coach, a defensive-minded coach, right? Our past three coaches, this is again looking backwards, our past three coaches were defensive-minded coaches, right? And so a defensive-minded coach is, is, is similar to what every NFL team tries to go for historically. But you look at where the NFL is headed now. The NFL is headed... And an offensive-minded, pass-happy league. You look at every single team that has won the Super Bowl in the past five years. They are an offensive-minded team. Right? They were pass-happy team. Pass first, run second. Pass to set up the run, not the other way around. And so you look at the most recent winner of the Super Bowl. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They are a pass-happy team. They will pass the ball 11 times in a row. They don't give a shit about running the football. But guess what? They run the ball better than the Detroit Lions. They do. Last season, or this this season currently, they are a better rushing team per carry than the Detroit Lions. More rushing yards than the Detroit Lions. But they pass the ball twice as much as the Lions. And they run the ball less 
That's, in my opinion, we need to be building a team like that. You look at every team that's thriving right now. They're a team like that. They are a team with extraordinary speed at the receivers. You look at the great tight ends, a running back that can run out of the backfield and are pass happy. Where you look at the Lions and what they've always been, they've always tried to be a run-first team or a balanced team. Right? Well, this is where I'm kind of talking about you have to look at where the NFL is and you have to understand the past. Being a balanced and a run-first team that we've always tried to be hasn't worked. Right? So why are we still trying to do that? When I look at what people, you know, I'm, I'm hearing it on the phones every, every single day. You know, people want the Lions to, to go back to what they were. What do you mean, go back to what they were? What they were is a losing team. They have never won or have been to a Super Bowl. All right? Barry Sanders is no longer here. Why are we trying to duplicate that? Why are we trying to go back to that? Because it didn't work. Because we didn't go to the Super Bowl. We went to an NFC Championship game and then lost, right, in 1992. But that's not us. That's not where this NFL is. There's a reason why great running backs don't get selected into the top 10 very often. Or even in the first round. Because the running back is an interchangeable position. Occasionally you'll get one out of a million like Todd Gurley. But guess what? Todd Gurley is now a second stringer. In his fifth season, he is now a second stringer for the Atlanta Falcons. You look at Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, great. But he is hurt. So he's actually... Doesn't count. But you look at Derrick Henry, right? Drafted not in the top 10. And he's leading the NFL in, in rushing yards. You do not need to be a run first team. Run first teams do not win games anymore. All right? Offense wins games and offense wins championships. So that's how I feel the Lions need to go. I, I felt like. You know, they want to, their offensive scheme, we need to get a, a head coach. That scheme is not wanting to just be balanced. All right? I understand why you would want to be balanced, but you have to look at where your talent is. You look at the Lions' talent right now in their roster. What is it? Number one talent, receiver, Kenny Galladay. Number two, Matthew Stafford, quarterback. Number three, Marvin Jones, receiver. Number four, TJ Hawkinson, tight end. Number four, number five, DeAndre Swift, running back. Our top talented players are on the offensive side and are pass catchers or pass throwers. So why the hell are you trying to run the ball more than you're trying to pass? Our talent says we need to be a pass-happy team. But you look at our offensive play calling. Many times throughout the season, was it a run on first down, Negative one yard. Okay, run it on second. Two yard gain. And a complete pass on third down or a sack. Now we're punting. Pass first. You know, I'm not saying abandon the run. But our talent, right, we're not leading the league in, in rushing. We're not even in the top 10 or top 15. So why the hell are we trying to run? We're trying to be something that we're not. And that is our problem. We're trying to go back to what we were in the 90s instead of focusing on where we are in the 2000s, in the 2010s, and now the 2020s. So here's my opinion, right? Here, here's my opinion on where we should go moving forward 
um, at the head coaching position. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, maybe I'm biased because I'm an offensive-minded guy. But I, I really like Eric Bieniemy. He he's an unproven head coach, so I can understand why people wouldn't want an un, uh, wouldn't want a head coach that's unproven. But if you think about it like this, uh, every head coaching candidate on the market is going to be a coordinator. So they've never coached before either. And even if they had, they got fired because they're a coordinator. So it didn't work the first time. So why the hell would we try it again? So a coordinator is where we're most likely going to go is where the market is headed. Now, I've heard reports that people in Detroit, even legislation, they want Robert Salah. And I, I looked up his resume. I think that Robert Salah, um, I, I think he can be a, a good coach. He's, he's young, he's, he's, he's motivated, and he's hyper, right? And that's what we need. We need a, we need a cheerleader on the sidelines. Guys that's going to get emotional, make other guys emotional. Um, I, I think he could be good, but I don't think he's the best candidate available. I think Eric Bieniemy is. You look at Robert Salah. Last year, he had the number one defense in the NFL. Great. This year, he has a top 10. But the San Francisco 49ers suck. But they still have a top 10 defense. That's said a lot. That's good. But you look at last year when he had the number one defense. What happened? He took his team to the Super Bowl because they had a bad offense. So that's great. But what happened? He lost in the Super Bowl to a team with an offensive Joggernauts, an offensive onslaught. And who was at the helm of that offense? Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. He lo- Eric- Robert's Law lost to Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy has longer years of success. Robert's Law has only had the past two, three years. And his defense weren't even great for two out of those three years. They were good, but not great. Eric Bieniemy has worked with great running backs like Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson, Marshall Falk, right? And, and now Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Has worked with quarterback of Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. That's, to me, that's where we should be going. When you look at the NFL and how they are an offensive league, a pass-happy league... Why would we go for a defensive coach? First of all, our past three hires at a head coach were defense. And we look how that turned out. Right? Jim Schwartz, Jim Caldwell, and Pat and, and Matt Patricia, all defensive-minded coaches. All three of them currently, right now, don't have jobs in 2021. All three defensive-minded coaches. Unable to win us a, a playoff game. Jim Caldwell and, and Jim Schwartz did great. Jim Schwartz took our team to a playoff for the first time in, in, in over 20 years. Um, and then Jim Caldwell took us to the playoffs twice. So they did good. But we, we fired Jim Caldwell because he couldn't get us over that hump. And then we hired Fat Patricia, um, who just ruined, ruined our team. Got rid of Golden Tate. Got rid of Darius Slay. Let Glover Quinn go. Like, just, just, just pure shit. Just turned our team to shit. 
And we look at our roster now, and I'm not going to go into the whole roster and salary cap and, and, and contract details. I can go into that uh, personally. I just I look at every single contract, and, and, and it's just shit. It puts us in a very hard predicament, right? Because we'll have a lot of free agents at the end of this year, but the guys that we're willing to get rid of, we can't. Because if we do, we'll be paying him a hell of a lot more money in dead salary. Like, if we traded Matthew Stafford, which is a whole thing, if we traded him, we'd be looking at paying him over $20 million in, in dead salary cap, even if we traded him. So, I mean, you can bite the bullet. I mean, we have $14 million in, in, in salary cap uh, for free agency, which isn't bad, but it's not great. It mainly leaves us to two signings in free agency. And with our defense, it's, it's a hell of a lot. A hell of a lot. So... You, Fat Patricia ruined our lineup, right? The past three coaches haven't been able to do shit. They were defensive-minded coaches. This league is offensive. You look at the teams that have won the Super Bowl. They have been there. Doug Peterson, offensive-minded. You look at um, Sean, Sean McVay, offensive-minded. Kyle Shanahan, offensive-minded. And then you look at last year's winner, Andy Reid, offensive-minded. We need a head coach that is offensive-minded because that is where our team is headed. That, that is where the league is headed. So Eric Bieniemy is my choice. I mean, he beat Robert Salah in the Super Bowl. Why the fuck would we want to hire a loser? Why? I, I, I asked people, I said, why do you want Robert Salah? They said, because he's from Detroit. I said, and? You want to hire someone just because he's from the city? That doesn't make any sense. Do you know his resume? No, you don't know shit. The only thing you know is that he's from Detroit. So yeah, let's get him. He's from Michigan. He knows our struggles. That's why I don't want him. I don't want anyone for this new regime that's from here in the past on the football side. Business side, keep me, of course, obviously. But football side, I don't want anyone that has been here before. I want completely new people, a fresh start, someone who doesn't know our struggles. So that way they won't take us back to our struggles. Robert Salah understands our struggles. I get it. He's from Michigan. I get it. I know how it looks good on paper. But just because he's from here doesn't mean we need to hire him, right? I mean, I'm from Michigan. Does that make me a great candidate to be a Detroit Lions head coach or to be the head football coach for the University of Michigan Wolverines? Because Lord knows that Jim Harbaugh isn't coming back, right? So, no. So then I said, why don't you want Eric Bieniemy? They said, I'm like, he was, I'm like, they're like, who is he? I said, he was the head coach. Uh, I mean, he was the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs who just won a Super Bowl. Who's in charge of Patrick Mahomes and the high-flying and the prolific offensive juggernaut of Kansas City. They said, oh, well, the, he probably doesn't call plays. Look it up. He does call plays. Andy Reid called plays as well. It's more of a 50-50. But even if he didn't call plays, he's still learning under Andy Reid. He's still creating the plays. He still knows what works. Oh, well, this all Patrick Mahomes. Who do you think developed Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes wasn't like this in college, or he would have been a Heisman candidate. He wasn't like this in college. He didn't play like that. Who do you think developed him? Oh, Andy Reid. Well, guess what? Eric Bieniemy was still there. <laughs> even if he did even if Andy Reid was on complete, was Patrick Mahomes was Andy Reid's number one prodigy, right? Even if that was true, if the enemy is still there, he is still learning from one of the best 
head coaches in the NFL that has the winningest record in the NFL. So, in my opinion, Eric Bieniemy is the best candidate moving forward. I read a report on ESPN. They were grading each coach for each team. They said that Eric Bieniemy uh, was the best fit for the Detroit Lions, and it was a one sentence. It was one sentence as to why he was the the best candidate. It was and it, and it read. He has ties and is from Detroit. That's it. No statistical, no statistical facts. No, not not even a biased opinion. Just he's from Michigan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Isn't that the kind of shit that the Lions would have pulled in the past that get us terrible coaches, right? I mean, isn't that what we just did? We hired a head coach who was friends with the general manager. He had good stats on paper being in New England, but New England is, they have a history of being great. So it's understandable. But they hired him because he was Quinn's friend. And look what that turned out. Guy couldn't coach a lick. A defensive guru. <laughs> the past three years, he had, the de- he had the worst defense in the NFL. But yet he was a defensive guru. <laughs> okay. So why are we going defense again? Defense hasn't worked for us. It's not where the NFL is going. So let's we have a chance to get an offensive genius or, or an offensive guy that just came from a head coaching tree that we have seen has worked out. People say that Belichick's coaches don't turn out to anything, but Andy Reid coaches do. You look at the last Andy Reid offensive coordinator, Doug Peterson, won a Super Bowl with the Eagles about three years ago or four years ago. Let's uh, give Eric Bieniemy his shot. Uh, but of course, if he's not available, if he decides not to come to this shit show of a city, then obviously Robert Salah is the, is the second best option because the third, the third options, in my opinion, you look at, I, I don't really like. Uh, personally, I think that one guy that deserves an interview for head coach is the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. The Packers have the, one of the top offenses in the country right now, in the NFL. We need to take a look, or at least interview, the offensive coordinator for um, the Green Bay Packers. People are talking about Urban Meyer. I, I, I don't know. College coaches come to the NFL, they're a hit or miss. Pete Carroll was a, was a hit. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian was a miss. So, um, I'm not going to get on my Urban Meyer band track, bandwagon. I'm on the... Eric Bieniemy or the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator, and then Robert Salah. And so, how do we, how do we get back? How do we get to where we've never been? I think that we need to focus right now on, 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 on revamping our defensive strategy, and then we need to keep building on our offense. I don't think our offense is bad. I think we need. Um, I think we need maybe one more receiver. I think we need a, a, a receiver, and I think receiver this year we need to look at in the first round. We either need Jamar Chase um, or Devontae Smith. That's where we need to go for our first pick. Because I don't, be- first of all, I don't really give a shit if Kenny Galladay comes back or not. I don't care. 
He's not that great of a receiver. He makes great catches, and he's the best one on our team. But that doesn't mean shit because we are trash. Um, as long as we have you know a good person slinging the ball, I think it'd be fine. But if Kenny Galladay decides not to come back, then we definitely need to get receiver um, first round. If Marvin Jones leaves, if we can't get him to come back, and if Kenny Galladay leaves, we damn sure need to go receiver first round. Either Jamar Chase from LSU or Devontae Smith from Alabama. And then our next pick in the second round, next two picks need to be defense. Free agency, we need to we need to go defense for sure. For, we need to look at the, the top, I don't know who it is, we need to look at the top defensive tackle, the top defensive end. I like Romeo Okwara, but we have no inside interior pressure. And we need someone that can stop the goddamn run. We need to get we need to get rid of Jared Davis and Jelani Tavai. So we need to get a linebacker in free agency. Our defense is, is going to be uh, a long work. I think we can keep Jared Davis for maybe a year, but definitely get rid of, get rid of Tavai, Tavai or to look at somebody in free agency. But our defense won't be nearly as good for the next two to three years just because of all the contracts that we have left to expire and we just don't have enough draft picks um, to, to, to revamp our defense in a year. So I think first round, we need to look at receiver, second and third round defense, and then see how it plays out from there. Um, Kenny Galladay, I think if we brought him back, with, with the receivers that, the generational receivers, I, I'm greedy because I'm an offensive guy. I, even if Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones come back, which they won't, I still want to get a receiver in the first round. That'll put our offense over the top, even if we have a shitty defense. We can go tit for tat with any team if we have Matthew Stafford, TJ Hawkinson, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Devontae Smith, or Jamar Chase. I think that Marvin Jones won't come back just because he's a free agent with not a lot of years left. And why not just go to a team that'll pay him more or a team that is winning? If I'm Marvin Jones, I'll take a pay cut and go to a winning team. Um, and then Kenny Galladay. I mean, we, we need to pay him, but he just doesn't have that speed. That's why all of his catches are contested. So even if we keep him, I want I want a receiver in the first round. Even though our defense is the problem, receiver in the first round is where we need to go. And then lastly, let's look at um, quarterback. A lot of people are saying trade, trade Matthew Stafford. Um, if you're on the bandwagon of trading Stafford because you think he's part of the problem, uh, you're an idiot. Because tra- Matthew Stafford isn't the problem. You put any quarterback on the Detroit Lions, they still go 5-10. and 10, Or 5-11. and 11, Right? They're still trash. Because the problem isn't quarterback. The problem isn't even offense. The problem is defense. Even you look at today, guy throws over 300 yards, 3 touchdowns. <laughs> Lose because the defense lets up over 40 points. For the second straight week. And then offensive play calling. We need a fucking aggressive play caller. Instead of someone that's conservative. Calling plays. But that's another problem. That's why we need a head coach that's aggressive. Aggressive early on. You don't know how many times they've ran the ball on first down every single series. It's, it's predictable. They're stacking the box. Why the hell are you running it on first down every single goddamn time? But trading Stafford because you think it's a problem is stupid. What I think they need to do, and again, I'm not a genius. 
I just so happen to be right most of the time, but that's neither here nor there. So let's look. What should I, what, here's what I should think they should do. I think you need to keep Stafford for two years. Let him finish out his contract. Because if you don't, you're still paying him over $20 million in the next two years, regardless. So why not use him? If you want to be a pessimist, use him up for what he's worth. Because he's only, he's 32. You look at the top quarterbacks right now outside of, okay, you look at Aaron Rodgers. He's like 36. You look at Tom Brady. He's 41. You look at Drew Brees. He's 42, right? These guys are, look at, look at fucking um, Matt Ryan and, uh, and Philip Rivers. These guys are old, right? They're in their 40s. They're in their late 30s. Matthew Stafford still has about three to four years, great years left. Five good years if he's not on the Lions, but about three to four if he's on the Lions. He still can sling it, and he's proven that this year. So we need to draft a quarterback maybe third round or fourth round. Who's going to be available? I don't even know. A lot of people like Trey Lance. Okay, I see that. Zach Wilson. Kyle Trask. Even um, Mac Jones. Look at these guys. These guys would be available in the second and third round. I wouldn't mind getting a quarterback in the second and third round. Draft a quarterback, one of them, to sit under Stafford for the next two years. Let him learn. Don't give him the keys to a broken ship. That's what they did to Matt Stafford. They gave Matt Stafford the keys to a broken ship and said, here, steer it. And that motherfucker did everything he could to patch it up. To a, he patched up a sinking ship. Took us over the over the hump. He he took us to the to the to, to the promised land. Meanwhile, we did everything that we could to drag him down. But that's neither here nor there. You look at what the Packers did for Aaron Rodgers. They let him sit under Brett Favre. They let Patrick Mahomes sit under Alex Smith. Let Matt Jones. Kyle Trask, Trey Lance, or Zach Wilson sit under a generational quarterback in Matthew Stafford for a couple of years, and then we trade Stafford, and then we trade Stafford, and then boom, you're giving a guy the keys to succeed right away. That that cuts down on the trials and tribulations of being a rookie quarterback. Because you look at, um, um, who's a, uh, what's his name? Joe Burrow this year. Yeah, he got hurt. And before that, he was having a great year. A great year. But there were some trials and tribulations of being a rookie quarterback. And I think that um, Trevor Lawrence is going to have the same thing with the Jacksonville Jaguars next season. I think Justin Fields is going to be a bust as per every single Ohio State quarterback in the past 10 years to come out of Ohio State. Um, They've all been... They're no longer in the NFL. They're no longer playing. Dwayne Haskins... He's no longer longer on an NFL team. So I I think Justin Fields, I I don't really like him. I I don't think he's going to succeed, but you never know. I I hope I'm wrong. It just so happens that I'm usually not, but I could be. Probably not. So uh, so let's wrap this up. So when you look at the Detroit Lions, where are they headed? Um, I I don't know where they're headed. Until we hire a GM and a head coach, I, I don't know. I think it's exciting. With all the available candidates for GM, for head coach, and, and the talent and the draft picks that we have, I, I like our position. 
it's all about making the right moves. And looking at our past, the Lions are probably going to fuck it up. But I, I really hope that they don't. I hope that you know Sheila Ford Hemp, you know, is is is, is, is serious with with changing the culture. People want to talk about to getting back to our culture, getting back to where we were, who we were. Fuck who we were, because who we were were losers. Let's try to be better than who we were, different from what we've ever been, and fucking win. Be aggressive. Look at the trends in the NFL. Let's 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 get let's go there. I like the hiring of Chris Spielman. The guy's smart. The guy's very smart, and he knows what it takes to succeed. And so I think that he'll 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 play a huge part in hiring a GM that's not going to fuck up our goddamn roster. And then get us some coaches that'll be aggressive. All right, that's that's all I have for you guys. And um, thanks for listening to my podcast. Next week, um, I'll, last next week uh, I'll try to make it a little bit different. I'll try not to be specifically stuck on sports, but. You know, with this pandemic, sports are fun. It's the only thing going on right now. So, I, I thank you guys. Follow, follow me on Instagram, blackexcellence21. Follow me on Snap, add me on Snap, Sports, And uh, you guys have a good night. Or really a great night. This is your boy, E-double-D. Man made the train